This is the Barbecue Central Show podcast being generated from a live recording of the Barbecue Central Show, which airs at thebbqcentralshow.com every Tuesday between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices. Visit them at thebbqguru.com or call them 800 800- 288-GURU. And by Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Sauces, rubs, grills, smokers, everything for the outdoor chef. Visit them online at tastylicksbbq.com or call them 800-677-2882. And by Butcher Barbecue. Manufacturers of premium injections, rubs, and sauces. Visit them online and take full advantage at butcherbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler. Official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700 and use keyword Barbecue Brother to receive all the discounts. And by iGrill, manufacturer of Bluetooth-enabled temperature, which is generated and sent to your smart device. You can find out more information by visiting iGrillInc.com. Use promo code CENTRAL to get 15% off your entire order at the iGrill Inc. store. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the country's premier pellet grill manufacturers. Three different sizes to choose from, something to fit in every budget, and find out more by visiting GreenMountainGrills.com. And by CookShack, the country's premier manufacturer of electronic and pellet-driven cookers, servicing the residential, commercial, and competition markets. Visit CookShack.com for more information. Joe B's is only $99 for a big six-month supply with free shipping, and you get a seventh month free. That's less than 50 cents a day for energy and to feel great. Go to JoeBees.com. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. Uh, It's the show that talks about all things important in the world, the barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. You can do it. One of two different ways. That's a toll-free phone call, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you would like, prefer, or care to, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, which is thebbqcentralshow.com, which is also where you can go to sign up for the last uh, 50 or 60 spots of the newsletter. But in case you didn't get it, here's what's happening tonight. Lay back, enjoy the ride, folks, because joining me in about 13 minutes from now, we relocated him. He joins me in the first interview segment tonight. Sam, the cooking guy. 
Not sure exactly what happened to him last week, but he was uh, gracious enough to reload in, and uh, we'll talk to him here in about 12 minutes from now. Then, coming up around 9.35, current Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year pitmaster Matt Barber, Hot Wachulas. Matt Barber, Hot Wachulas. And then we'll move into the second hour where we pick up uh, two great conversations, one at 10.14 with a guy who is a personal favorite of mine, has nothing to do with the show, everything to do with the show, but nothing to do with the show. A contest organizer now going into a second year, a pit master of the American Dream Barbecue team, and a Dusty Roads enthusiast, David Qualls, joins me. We're going to be talking a little smoking on the run shootout, which will be coming up here in just a few short weeks out there in Miami, Oklahoma. And then helping me close out the show tonight, one of the most respected men in barbecue right now, the only barbecue editor in this country, Texas Monthly's very own Daniel Vaughn helps me bullpen it out. So a show that is locked and loaded. And thank God I just rolled over to uh, see what was happening in the chat room, and it looks like my hair has made it back in as well. Thank you for my hair showing back up. Neatly in place. You know, I was thinking... To go back to the shaved head look, and then my hair showed up in the chat room, and I was very excited about it. So that's what's happening here on the show tonight. Again, you want to take part, more than happy to have you. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. And man, I got to tell you, you know, the last number of Tuesdays, you've heard the whining and crying and bitching and moaning about how cold it is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. Man, I got to tell you. Right now, we are in the midst of a heat wave. It's got to be 34 or 35 degrees outside right now. It's the breath of hell. But I am certainly happy to see at least some of the four feet of snow that we have starting to at least begin a trickle of melt-off. So uh, while I do have the Duraflame heater running right by my side to keep a nice toasty... um, Big word that I can't remember right now. Aesthetic. Perhaps that was it. Probably not needed. You know, nice sweatshirt, but we're ready to go. Nice and warm outside. Spring just around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, while you're watching right now or listening on your smart device or whatever, however you consume the show live on Tuesdays, blast off an email, make a Facebook post. Hell, fire up the tweeter and let everybody know you're watching and listening and consuming the show. A couple of different places to send them if you want to watch the video feed on a smart device or your computer, OutdoorCookingChannel.com, the place to go. If you want to listen to just the audio, you can get up your smart device and go to your respective app stores and download what I recommend, the TuneIn Radio app, T-U-N-E-I-N, TuneIn Radio, and then search BBQ Central. And that should be good enough. Add that to your favorites, and you can stream the live audio feed. And then, of course, after the show airs live, you get the replays of the show that have taken place so far in 2014. So um, fun way to catch up if you're behind. And, of course, if you have Roku or a number of the Internet Protocol televisions, search for the Outdoor Cooking Channel in the respective app store there, download it, and then there should be a live uh, stream in the Roku or the IPTV devices as well. So a number of ways for you to get the show live. And then, of course, you can get it the show in replay format, subscribing through iTunes, my YouTube channel, which can be seen right there, Barbecue for You, 
Outdoor Cooking Channel for replays, the main website for replays. Again, no reason you should ever miss anything on the show ever, especially if you're hearing it secondhand about how great this was or that was. Never fear. Always ways to find it if you missed it. And I hope you don't miss it. However you get it. Email from Haniel Trisna, and I apologize on the name if I screwed it up. Haniel Trisna. Hey, Greg, just want to let you know that I enjoyed the show two weeks ago without the sound effects. I vote to keep it off. I'll listen if you choose to bring it back. I'll just enjoy it a little less. Haniel, thanks for writing in. And the good slash bad news for me and you is sound effects are back because I like them. Probably a little less for you because they're back and you don't like them. Does it really, really make that big of a difference? Don't make me get this lady in here. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. oh. That's not who that is. That's who that is. That's right. Don't make her call. She's bound to break them off, so. However, thank you, Hania, for writing it. I've been meaning to get to this for the last couple weeks. This was on the KCBS website, so if you are a uh, member of the Kansas City Barbecue Society or you regularly troll the Kansas City Barbecue Society for information, the website for information, Barbecue Hall of Fame, this was posted January 29th. The American Royal is seeking nominations for the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Previous inductees have included Rich Davis, Fred Gould, Speed Herrig, Mike Mills, Carolyn Wells, Gary Wells, John Willingham, Henry Ford, Johnny Trigg, Guy Fietti, Myron Mixon, Adam Perry Lang, George Stephen Sr. These barbecue pioneers are joined each year by three new inductees that demonstrate a crowning achievement in barbecue excellence in three distinct categories, business-slash-industry, pitmaster, and celebrity-slash-humanitarian. If you would like to nominate an individual to be considered for the Barbecue Hall of Fame, please submit their name, category, and explanation of why their barbecue achievements are worthy of consideration. If you're interested in submitting something, a couple different ways to do that. Uh, through the emails, bbq at americanroyal.com. That's bbq at americanroyal.com. Or you can literally do Snail Mail Jones, American Royal Association, attention Kim Palmer, and mail that with a stamp, 1701 American Royal Court, Kansas City, Missouri, 64102. Again, 1701 American Royal Court, Kansas City, Missouri, 64102. All submissions must be received by April 1st of this year. So... I always find it weird when people are asking for submissions for something. And it kind of ties into another email that I'll get to here in the second hour. But have we already run out of people to think of on our own or that a panel of people wouldn't be able to put together and think that they're potentially worthy of a Barbecue Hall of Fame nomination? Where you're, If you're turning it out to the general public for consideration... You're running the risk of making it look like an all-inclusive popularity contest. I could summon the centralites and have them send numerous emails, probably too many to count. I could have my mom call and nominate me in the show. 
Who would be a better idea for nomination for the Barbecue Hall of Fame than me? Nobody. I'm just saying that maybe at this point, only two years into the new induction ways, I don't know if we need to be turning to the general public for nominations. There should be a panel of barbecue experts out there that should have a firm grasp on the handle of who may or may not be worthy of uh, what some would call barbecue Hall of Fame-edness. Isn't there enough people out there right now before you have to go asking the centralites who should be considered? I mean, you know who they're going to pick, right? I don't want want to say anything out loud. If you want to take part, you go ahead and just uh, submit whoever you think. I mean, obviously... You know, if, if you if you submitted somebody 50 million times, it's still got to go through consideration. I think we're asking a little bit too early. Only two sessions in. Uh, folks, quickly, before we get to Sam, the cooking guy, the Tasty Legs Barbecue Supply people known for the amazing wide selection of cookers, sauces, rubs, and all things for the backyard cook and the serious competition team needs. They sell Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, Primo Ceramics, Mac and Green Mountain Pellet Grills, all the Weber Grills, all of them, and the Smokers, as well as Metal Creek Smokers and Cookers. And they are one of the largest barbecue guru dealers in the country and the very first to offer professional and amateur cooking classes featuring well-known chefs like Harry Sue, the Plowboys, Dan Hickson and the uh, gang over Three uh, Three Eyes. Call, Do me a favor. Call Fred Bernard. You know him as the smoking guitar player. You can call him anything you want as long as you buy something. Anyway, I mean, call him or any of his friendly staff at 800-677-2882. That's 800-677-2882. Or just go over to your internets and look them up at tastylicksbbq.com. And don't forget, Smoking Guitar Player has over 150 cooking videos on the website. And in a couple of them, he doesn't even try to sell you anything. He's just out there spitting info, trying to help you out. As a matter of fact, I smoked up the Tasty Licks Super Bowl recipe of wings the last two weekends in a row. Now, granted, he did try to sell me the fine swine rub in the video, but the video was great, and the wings are out of the ballpark. Spectacular. It's Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Beautiful. Downtown Shillington, Pennsylvania. Again, you can visit the web if you're not going to be in beautiful Shillington, Pennsylvania. TastyLakesBBQ.com or call them on the toll-free 800-677-2882. We're back with Sam Zion right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we're back. 877 448 0433. 
You can email Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I see you. Hold on. We'll get to you here in a second. Uh, where did my template go here? Here we go. Uh, my next guest appears on the show fairly regularly. Has his own video podcast, which airs new episodes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. A multiple-time author. He's got the weekly radio show that also talks about food 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific on 760 KFMB called Eat This. We head on over to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Sam the Cooking Guy. Sam, how are you, bud? Well, I'm here. And isn't that the important part? Uh, I mean, I assume we were talking life and death last week. I, You know what? I wish we were. <laughs> Honestly... Yeah, I it wish was, we were. It was such, it was such a, sh- a shitty reason. I mean, it was a good reason. A friend uh, was in town um, uh, and had a bunch of people over that he hadn't seen for a while. Yeah. You just get lost in it. I got I totally lost. I mean, we finished the live cast. Kelly and I, I go, let's go. We should go over. We're going to be late. And away we went. And we're sitting there outside, because it is Southern California, Yeah. about, I don't know, 8 o'clock or something, having a cocktail. And I get a text, and I look at my phone, and it says, where did you go? I can't find you. It's from you. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. I can't believe, I can't believe I've done this. You have no idea. And I hope that my remorse came through in my emails and my texts and stuff. Dude, yeah. I'm so sorry. That is not me. I don't want to be that guy. No. Luckily, I was able to cover with such great stories like the guy that was out camping with his two cousins, and they found a porta potty. So the guy went in, and the cousins backed up the pickup truck, knocked the porta potty over. Over. Of course they did. Oh, wait. The guy now is a paraplegic because <clears throat> he broke his neck when they shoved it over. What? Here's the fun part of the story the guy that's a quad now sued the porta potty people because they didn't have it anchored down they settled for 5 million dollars 5 million are you kidding i'm not kidding this would not happen in my old country of canada i think that the guy the 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 paraplegic would not think to sue the porta potty company ever i know the 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 reaction is to go for the deeper pockets but good lord I would sue. Now, in all fairness, he did go after the cousins, but yeah. as you said, deeper pockets would always prevail. So he didn't feel they were anchored down enough. My uh, argument against last week, while I was arguing myself, was if you don't push it over, he does it's whatever he does. He hurt. walks out, and everybody goes away without poop and pee on him, and fully functioning arms and legs. Oh my god! Craziness. Nevertheless, that's, that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Does Sam? Before we get into the uh, the actual food stuff here tonight, does does the does the money figure start with you to sustain quadriplegia at five million dollars? Are we in the conversation? Is, is that a buy-in number for you? I mean, assuming that all that I felt legitimately like I had a right to sue, is that? Are you asking me? No, if that's the I'm saying that would- if I came over to your house and said, Sam, I'm going to stroke you a check for $5 million if I can make you a quadriplegic. Oh, would you, would you take no, $5 no, million? No, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, it's not even – there is no there is no con- – it's not that it's not in the conversation. Yeah. There is no conversation. N- there's no amount of money that I can make you a quad. None whatsoever. All right. Me either, by the way. No, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. And I hope that that's the 
response from most of the people watching. Yeah, I would imagine so. Because we all know what happens when you become a quadriplegic. It has nothing to do with the arms or the legs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I can, honestly, I can't imagine much worse than that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, yes, you're alive, but, but good Lord. All right, so let me uh, get into a little bit of this cooking stuff here. we got a lot of different topics to pop on here okay. over the next uh, 15 minutes or so. Yes, sir. One item that I wanted to cover with you, and I've seen you do some items uh, with the Bed Bath & Beyond thing, with, uh, and you see it on all the cooking shows, and everybody is very excited to get their first set of stainless steel cookware. Yes. Inevitably, people yes. hate stainless steel cookware because I think there is some uh, ramp-up or learning curve to really understand how to cook on them. And the biggest bitch, of course, is I can never get them clean or they burn. So I'm looking for a little insight for the home cook who might yeah. be getting married or they're going to buy their first set of stainless cookware. I mean, are there it's, different grades? Should you not be buying the Food Network stuff? And then, of course, the maintenance. Yeah. So the maintenance for me is not an issue. I've ruined things, burnt them to a crisp. They've stuck on for what I thought would be ever on stainless steel pans. And... Tried to clean them, nothing came out. Finally figured out the fix, and it's simple. You put water in it, you put it back on the stove, and you let it burn itself away. You don't let the water go dry in the pan, but enough water and enough bubbling is going to loosen anything that I've ever done to the pan. Anything. Stainless steel, look, look the, one of the biggest benefits of stainless steel, if it's a decent piece... It's well-made, and, and understand that they're generally not all stainless steel all the way through. They're usually outside uh, stainless steel and an aluminum core. That helps it cook evenly. The heat's the same here as it is here as it is here. And they're almost bulletproof. They're like the silver version of a cast iron pan in that if you take even reasonable care of it, you'll have the stuff for almost ever. You can't say that with aluminum pan. You can't say that with most cast with most uh, uh, nonstick pans. Most of those things are kind of cheap, and then, then they just ruin and they bend and they melt or whatever. But I don't think a set of stainless steel is the way to go. I think the best set you can get is a hybrid. It's a combination of a few things. I think you would agree with me when I say you have to have at least one. Good, well-seasoned cast iron pan in your arsenal. Oh, at least. Right? That you can use anywhere. You can use it inside. You can use it on a barbecue. You can use it on a campfire. doesn't matter. I believe, you know, you've heard me talk about this before. I believe in a carbon steel flat bottom wok. And I use my wok for so many more things than Asian-inspired food. Wok does not mean Chinese anymore. Wok just means a big, deep cooking vessel that takes the heat really well, that sears things beautifully, that does a lot of stuff. When you need space, when you want to have heat concentrated in one place, carbon steel flat bottom walk is the thing to get. And not that uh, I'm being paid by Bed Bath & Well, I am being paid by Bed Bath & but not to say this. <laughs> right. Uh, they have a, a flat bottom carbon steel walk in their stores. It's like $18 or $19. One of the... I say if, I, if there was a fire in my house, I would grab the people that were here. I'd grab my pets, my computer, and then my, my walk because they're amazing for all kinds of stuff. And my cast iron pants. I don't really give a shit about most of the other stuff. 
I did scallops the other night, big ass sea scallops in my uh, walk that came out so beautifully. You can't believe it. And, and but don't don't buy a non-stick wok. It completely defeats the purpose of wok cooking is all about. Let me interrupt just for a second. When yeah. you talk about wok cooking, and for the people yeah. that watch uh, the Sam Livecast, uh, which can be found at thesamlivecast.com, uh, you do incorporate it quite a bit uh, when you can or when it makes sense, or maybe yes. even when it doesn't make sense because you like it so much. But yes. the one that people would see on your show if they go back through the archives and see you cook at it, I mean, it's yeah. it's dark colored, and you've mentioned it a couple times in the show before. You know, that's not how it showed up. This is how it seasons over time. So, how do you right. buy? How do you buy the right wok? You buy it. You buy a carbon steel wok, uh, and you know you'll hear people say you have to buy a round bottom one because that's the way that they were designed, and it concentrates the heat at the bottom. The problem with the round bottom one is that you need a special ring. Or it just flops around on your stove, and that's not going to do anybody any good. Buy a flat-bottom one, they're fine. I cook a lot. I only have flat-bottom ones, and I can use it on my stove. I can go to anybody's house. I can go to a cooking event. I know it's always going to be okay. Don't buy um, nonstick. It defeats the purpose. Carbon steel, it's going to be silver inside, shiny silver inside. You bring it home, and then you follow the directions that are on it or the ones that are on my website, it's very, it's very simple. It's a matter of taking it, putting it on the heat with nothing in it, and letting it start to darken. Let it cool off, and then rub a thin layer of olive oil in it, and reheat it again, all the way, getting the sides and the bottom and the edges all starting. They get blue, and then they start to go black. Then you let it cool. You do that three or four times, and then you're, all, you're getting to be ready to go. Then you should just start using it for everything. I make breakfast burritos in it. I make fried rice in it. There's scallops in it. I do. I mean, I do all kinds of stuff in it. Most of the stuff has nothing to do with Asian food. It's just a great vessel, and they're less than twenty bucks. You can't go wrong. Sam Zion joining me here on the show. Sam, the cooking guy. Uh, thecookingguy.com is the cooking website. The SamLiveCast.com, obviously, the website for the Monday, Wednesday, Friday shows, and you can hear them Sundays. At 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, 760 KFMB, or at the .com if you're not in the San Diego area. So one of the things that I was listening to you talk about the other day was uh, you and Lynn were having a conversation about how he goes out to eat, like, all the time. Oh, uh, there way is, too much for a young man that should be that's, not spending it as much. It seems to be, and I don't want to be a... Uh, well, it seems like whenever you say, I don't want to be this guy because you're getting old, but maybe I am. But I never came from a, a background where I, I ate out, like, ever. I remember growing right. up as a kid, I ate out maybe twice. Yeah. Um, but it was going to the grocery store. It was uh, planning meals out for five, six days and, and making that single grocery store run on a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday. Right. Is it better to uh, – what's the best way to game plan – grocery store so you're not putting yourself in a position where you get home because you're busy and you're like eh i don't want to make anything let's just go out to eat again it's tough i mean you know what look there's certain things that you can keep that i that i think make make that a little bit better you know uh pizza crust in your freezer like the bobbly type if you don't want to make your own they by the time you come home from work and you take one of those crusts out of the freezer by the time it defrosts, you figure out what you want to put on it. And look, we all understand pizza. Anything that's in your fridge can go on it. Um, there's a school of thought that says uh, shop on a Sunday, 
load up the house, then you don't have to go out again. I guess it depends. I mean, a, a little forethought. It doesn't happen for me because uh, I'm fortunate I can work from home. My schedule is such that, like I called Kelly today and said, you know, it was one o'clock and I said, look, you're probably full from lunch, but what do you want for dinner tonight? Yeah. And she said, I, could we have a salmon? I said, yes, we can do that. I'll make salmon. I don't really care what I eat. I mean, I'm happy eating, you know, stuff off a of roach coach. Kelly's a, a little more selective than I am. So I like to I like to take her lead for that kind of stuff. But but there's things that – look, I, I did a Bed Bath video for this. Um, it was called Cook Once and Eat for a Bunch, you know, Bunch of Days for the Rest of the Week. I started with a meatloaf. I made a meatloaf. And the meatloaf that first night is great. It's meatloaf. It's mashed potatoes that you make. It's vegetables. It's whatever. The next night, try to do something different with it. You can turn that meatloaf into into a meat sauce by by simply adding you know a canned whole peeled tomatoes that are in your pantry or uh, or uh, uh, tomato sauce or tomato paste and garlic and some onion that kind of thing like you're making a very simple you know pasta sauce you can make sloppy joes out of it you can crumble it on top of a pizza. You can make a, a, a meatloaf Benedict. You can make meatloaf crunched up in, in eggs. You know, start with one big protein at the beginning of the week, the start of the week, be it a chicken, be it, you know, some fish, be it a meatloaf, that kind of thing, a little pot roast that you'd be surprised at how far that stuff takes you. But people get bored of eating the exact same way. Pot roast tonight is great. Pot, to, to, pot roast tomorrow is, is okay. But the third night, you're getting sick of freaking pot roast. Yeah. <laughs> if you turn it into something else, you're going to be okay. Take that pot roast. Take that meatloaf. Take that deli roasted chicken that you bought. Make empanadas with it. Make enchiladas with it. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. It takes a little bit of thought, a little forward thinking, but you'll be fine. And I always say, challenge yourself to make things that you normally wouldn't make. If you only make one new thing every two weeks... At the end of the year, you've got two dozen recipes that you might not have in your back pocket, in your arsenal to start making on a regular basis. Is the busy, we're busy, the family's busy, we're always running, is that a cop-out at this point? Yeah, I I think it's a cop-out. I can make shrimp tacos. I can go from nothing to shrimp tacos in my house. In 15 minutes, start to finish. And that's starting with frozen shrimp, Greg. And it's not that I have such mad skills. (laughs) It's because I know that I can take shrimp out, walk in the door, take shrimp out, put them in sort of Luke-ish warm water. They're going to defrost in in 10 minutes. In that time, I almost always have tortillas here. Uh, The tortillas come out. I start to warm them. The shrimp get defrosted. I peel them. They dry them off into the pan. They go, you know, I season them a little, whatever. I mean, it happens very quickly. Shrimp are one of the things I say you should always keep around because you can make a ton of stuff with it. And dried pasta. Dried pasta goes from nothing to cooked in eight to ten minutes in the pot. Yeah, you got to boil water first, but that's okay. So here's a little hint. When you go to boil water for pasta, don't start with cold water. Everybody's tap. Pretty much everybody's tap will give you hot water right off the bat. Yep. Start with hot water. Shorten the cycle a little bit. Keep those jarred, those canned tomatoes. 
by San Marzano whole peeled tomatoes. They're from Italy. It's not a snobby thing to do. They're just the best ones you can buy. Many supermarkets carry them these days. You know, you can do that. You can cook pasta and do nothing more than warm up some olive oil with some garlic in it and toss that with the pasta, some red pepper flake, and you're eating well. I'm going to back you up on the pot roast just for a second. Yeah, yeah. Because when I go into the grocery store, pot roast is a big thing around here. Uh, yeah. It's comforting. It's warm, especially yeah. for the brutal winters that we've had here, especially yeah. this year. Um, although we're experiencing a heat wave at about 34 degrees today. Um, Look at you. There's chuck roast, and there's top round, and there's bottom round, and they're all labeled as pot roast. Is there yeah. one that you should really be looking for that gives you a better result, or is it what's on sale, or if you can get a BOGO, you get that one? What's the best? Here's what I'm going to say, uh, two things. Number one, I'm great with a buy one, get one. Great with it. I love stuff that's on sale. And understand that the 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 generally considered shittier cuts of meat, they only need one thing to bring them up to the level of the, of the more expensive ones. And that's just a little bit more time. So whether the pot roast, the bottom round, the chuck, whatever it is you're buying, goes into the, uh, the slow cooker, goes into a, a low oven in the pot with some broth to help braise the thing in the morning when you go off to work, you're going to be fine. I love cheap meat. I buy shrimp when they're on sale because they're always frozen. I mean, unless you're standing right at the dock when the guy comes in and goes, here's shrimp that are still skipping around on the inside of my boat, the shrimp are going to be frozen. So knowing that, you might as well buy them when they're on sale. Pot roast, buy it when it's on sale, whatever cut it is. If it takes a little bit more time in the pot, who gives a crap, right? It doesn't really matter. Buy two, throw one in the freezer, make one tonight. I bought a um, pork shoulder, was on sale the other day, it was like six or seven bucks. And I made a pulled pork with that. Yep. But I, but inside, I didn't smoke it. I, not your style, but, but inside. But we can do that, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's easy enough to do. And then you're making all kinds of stuff with it. You're making a pulled pork one night. Then you're making a pulled pork grilled cheese the next day. Oh. Or you're making a porky Benedict the Sunday. You know, there's a ton. You're making enchiladas with pulled pork in them instead of chicken or beef, whatever. A ton of stuff that you can do. You're Cook making once, eat, a, eat a bunch of times. That's what I'm saying. Here's what you're making. Like we made for the opening night of the Olympics, pulled pork omelets. Booyah. Huh? Exactly. It's amazing. Oh, right? Ten. Everybody thinks pulled pork, you eat it by itself, or you make it into the sandwiches with the slaw on top. Yes, of course, you can do that, but stretch it out a little bit. There's a, the tacos that you can make, the enchiladas that you can make, the Benedicts, the egg things that you can make, the grilled cheese, a pulled pork grilled cheese will blow oh. your mind. And, and, and definitely put some of the fat in, too. Don't leave the oh, fat out. Leave the fat in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sam, the cooking guy, joins us here on the show again. Thecookingguy.com, thesamlivecast.com, 760kfmb, add.com to that if you're not in the San Diego area to hear his uh, weekly radio show on Sundays. By, by, by the way, just to interrupt, yeah. you can, if you have iHeartRadio on your phone, yeah. the, uh, the Eat This radio show is on that. The listeners can go there. and Then it doesn't matter when they listen. They can just dial in and... Listen to old uh, shows. That's from anywhere. And by the way, maybe you're not keeping track of the calendar here, Sam, but I am. Uh, almost to the day, this appearance marks your two-year anniversary of being a guest here on this show. Can you believe it? Two years. 
Uh, I toast you. Do you have a cocktail in your hand? Yes, I have a large vodka on the rocks. And a Tervis tumbler, thank you. It would be large. Yeah. Look at it. I have a little Tervis tumbler in front of me. Uh, we, we cheers together. And mine has nothing on it. Cheers to you. You know, I'm drinking something called the Godfather. Oh, wow. It's, Look at uh, that. you got the Amaretto scotch. and Scotch, right? Exactly. Yeah. Good for you. Used to be a bartender back in the day. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I've never heard of it. We did a thing here Sunday night. We called it the Godfather Dinner. I had uh, nine of my male friends here. I printed it. Hey, Kel. Can you pass me one of those scripts right there? I printed the script of The Godfather. And we did a Godfather dinner and a table <laughs> reading. So this is Tommy's script. Tommy left it here. But you can see, right? Here's the whole script. Wow. Everybody, everybody brought or made food. My neighbor across the street did some pizzas and this sort of uh, lemon kind of Italian chicken thing. Yeah. I made a pasta. I made a caprese salad. We have veal parm here. We sat, oh, we read the script for about an hour and a half, then we ate. Somebody brought the Godfather drinks. Yeah. It was a great time. Wow. I got to move down where you're at. You're having great well, parties. You got to do this yeah. stuff. Well. And no women, of course, because I, I don't want to be mean or anything, but women just don't understand the Godfather. Yeah. Well, you can start by acting like a man. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, Sam, appreciate it as always, and uh, pleasure, we friend. will talk again soon. I promise I will never be late to your show again. Uh, from your lips, it is Sam the Cooking Guy. Uh, thecookingguy.com, the Sam Livecast.com, and KFM, the 760KFMB.com if you want to uh, check him out. I, I liked his uh, radio shows just uh, a tad different than the, uh, the web series that he does. So, But lots of great ideas. Like, I've gotten so many. Just regular dinner ideas from him uh, watching his live cast, which I guess technically isn't live anymore, but nevertheless, it still gives you some great uh, cooking tips if you want to make some great dinners. All right, folks, uh, coming up next is Matt Barber from Hot Wachulas. But first, let me talk to you about Cook Shack, the fast eddies by Cook Shack Pellet Grill, a smoker and a grill all-in-one. It's stainless steel, 100% wood-burning pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 600 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. It features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. The pellet grill is able to barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models of pellet grills, the PG-100, I'm sorry, the PG-1000 and the pg 500 that has a two-way lid and utensil holder until february 22nd so just a couple days from now you can save on either model of pellet grill when you order direct from cook shack it's a sweetheart of a deal promotion save 10 percent off the regular price of the pg 1000 or 500 and receive two additional 20 pound bags of pellets choose from hickory fruitwood or mesquite pellets 20 pound bag of pellets can provide more than five times the cooking duration of a charcoal bag promo code for this one is pellet love Call Cook Shack, 800-423-0698, and speak with one of their friendly sales professionals. And then when they tell you, do you have any codes? Yeah, Pellet Love. Get 10% off. PG500 and 1000. Many great features, including 784 inches of cooking space, easy slide loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, cast iron cooking grates, and direct cooking zone that produce killer-looking sear marks. Nickel-plated grills on the indirect and top racks, dip bucket, sorry, drip bucket, pellet ashtray, 100% stainless steel construction, warming drawer, 40 pounds of cooking pellet hopper capacity, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
It's versatile pellet cooker that adds full flavor to your recipe, including fajitas, ribs, chicken, steaks, desserts, sides, and large cuts of meat. It can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the food with an intense smoky flavor, sealing in the food and locking in the flavor. For recipes, how-to videos, check out YouTube's uh, check out Cookshack's YouTube page and their cooking guide on the website. Take full advantage of the Pellet Love promotion now for just three more days until February 21st. Again, 800-423-0698. 800-423-0698. And tell them Pellet Love for 10% off. Pellet Love. Uh, we're coming back with Matt Barber right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. Uh, thanks again to Sam, the cooking guy, for joining me this past segment. Talking a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, my next guest took the Reserve Grand Championship this past weekend in Haines City, Florida. Here to recap the weekend is the current FBA Team of the Year and pitmaster of Hot Wachulas. Let's welcome uh, friend of the show, Matt Barber, back on. Matt, how are you, bud? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Doing absolutely fabulous, Matt. Appreciate you uh, taking time for the show tonight. And, you know, before we get into the contest recap this past weekend, you know, how about a little guy named Matt Barber grabbing the Team of the Year title at the end of last season, literally coming down to the last event? I mean, what an exciting finish. Yeah, that was a crazy, it was a crazy, you know, I went from second to third to first, I think all in the last brisket category. Uh, it was crazy. It was, uh, it was just, I mean, it was bizarre. It was bizarre that it came down to the last call in the last contest in the last category but uh but yeah that was a, that was a a long year jim from sweet smoke and dana from big papa's country kitchen i mean we uh we pretty much battled it out all year long does it add eight or fifty hundred times more excitement when you're literally down to the last call uh or or perhaps on the flip side, would you have, you know, rather have run away and hidden with it somewhere in late August? You know, I probably would have had, rather had it that way. Um, I probably could could have saved me a little bit of money and actually had a couple weekends <laughs> off. But uh, you know, but it was it was just one of those things. We were always so close. You know, there'd be one contest. You know, where where Jim might not get any calls, and I'd. You know, I'd, I'd get a little bit of a lead, and then the next week would come, and, you know, he'd get, like, two first places, and like, oh, crap, now we're, we're like, one part, one point apart. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being that same way this year. Uh, I, I missed one contest at the beginning of the year, so I'm a little bit behind. Well, but, uh, I mean, you're, you're in third place overall. You're only, like, three weeks into the year, for crying out loud. Well, they changed the points. The the FBA points, they switched it last year for 2014. So this year the points started, I think, in August. Uh, 
So I think for our points race, we've got about 14 contests oh, in, wow. I think. All right. Uh, it's kind of weird that they split it up that way, but I guess we're trying to time it to, you know, we have a, not really an end of the year cook thing, but it's more, they call it a fun cook. And yep. It's in August, I believe. So they're trying to adjust all the timing to the awards so so they can have it all there. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year this year. But that that last year was uh I was it was it was fun. Matt Barber joining me here on the show, uh, pitmaster of Hot Wachulas, and the website, of course, if you want to check it out, hotwachulas.com. All right, so let's go ahead and take a quick look at the past weekend, Matt. And this event had a big number of teams. Uh, you know, both in, in talent and in numbers. And, of course, the question I love to ask uh, to every cook, is there anything that came up over the weekend that maybe you didn't account for or did anything get sideways on you uh, during the weekend that you had to kind of scramble around to fix? You know, always. <laughs> there's uh, there's always something, you know. It's, uh, you know, I, I got a uh, a new little Green Mountain uh, Daniel Boone's little pellet cooker. That was my first cook with it, you know, so, you know, I had it lit all day, you know, just checking the temperature, seeing if there's any swings left, left to right, top to bottom, and uh, everything looked good, and I guess in the middle of the night, and I, uh, I kind of use it as a backup, because depending on how my room and my airflow is when I put ribs on, I like to pull something off if it's not done, and set it over there to finish it up in the pellet cooker. Uh, so that's what I do with my brisket. So at you know five thirty in the morning, I pop my brisket over there and drop the tent down so I could get another like hour or two of sleep. And I woke up and go outside and the damn cooker's off. It was off. It was off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap! What the heck is going on? And you know, I tent up my brisket like at one forty three. I'm like, geez. So I guess it was like a little you know power dip. And it just shut off. Wow. So that kind of threw my. But I mean, you know, all you do is take it out, put it in the other one, turn it back on, wait a little bit, and switch them back around. But you know, there's always something like that at a contest. And I, I think Damon from Willow Bullet calls it adapt and overcome. <laughs> uh, but there's always some weird something. Matt Barber you know, joining me uh, here on the show. Uh, Matt, if we look at the meets, you know, individually, you look at the overall uh, scores that you got in each category. I mean, you did, you know, pretty much outstandingly well. I would, I would fathom to say, aside from uh, how good Jimmy did, uh, who took the grand championship, uh, you got uh, sixth place in chicken, tenth place in ribs, fifth place in pork, fourth place in brisket. I mean, you know, a lot of contests that you would go to, probably good enough to win the grand championship, uh, but obviously, yeah. uh, you know, good enough for a reserve grand this past weekend in Haines City. Were there any meat categories that stuck out to you as being exceptionally good or being exceptionally difficult as you were uh, getting them turned in? Matt? Can you hear me? I can now. Okay. My my chicken category has always been like right, you know, I think I'm always cutting it too close. Uh, so I need to adjust my chicken time because, I mean, it's going – I think I started building my chicken box at about three minutes till, and it was it was just going in the box. And uh, actually, I had a 
got a little bike scooter, kind of glorified little razor scooter that I ride around sometimes. And I had to, I had to get that thing out and, and haul ass with my turning box, <laughs> riding this little bike to get the turning on time for my chicken. Uh, so I, I think I need to up my, uh, put my chicken on about 15 minutes sooner than I am. Uh, everything was pretty much, you know, this year, I guess starting in January, I've been having pretty consistent cooks. Uh, when you're at awards, Matt, are you tracking, you know, what they're calling uh, the individual categories, uh, do you make it a point of kind of tracking where the other teams are getting called at and, uh, and, and kind of where they're scoring so you see where you're stacking up against the rest of everybody else? Yeah, everybody does that. And if you're not doing a good job of it, somebody will point out like, hey, dude, I think you might have reserves. You're like, what? <laughs> do, do you not want to hear that? Is that something you'd rather be – uh, you know, a little bit more blind about instead of having people coming up and telling you you could be winning it or you could be getting a reserve grant? Uh, you know, I, I kind of like it because, you know, they're always fearful of that. You know, like I had a, a, a tied in for 10th and Riz, like, well, how bad of a score was it? You know, is it like a, a high 80s or was it was it just a crazy, you know, highly placed, you know, Ritz score? Was it a 180 10th place or was it a 190 10th place? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've been bitten by a. There was one contest, it was probably three years ago. I got three calls. I was the only one that got three calls, uh, but I didn't get a call on the ribs. And uh, so everybody's like, dude, I think he got it. I'm like, oh, you think? Because I had my grant at that point. I ended up getting like 48th place ribs. Oh. <laughs> I ended up like 23rd overall. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, it was, I think I had like a 147. I mean, it was like. A, it was a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad tank job, I guess, on the ribs. Oh. That's. Uh, that bad, but, but. But no, I, I, I like knowing a little bit ahead of time. And, and yeah, I mean, we're even. Even towards the, probably the last six, six or more contests of last year for the points race, it, you know. I didn't even care how I did. I just, I, you know, I just wanted to do better than Jim and Dana. So like, okay, I don't care about what, what did they get called in? Okay. So then I'm counting, you know, placement points. I'm like, all right, I think I'm good. <laughs> do you, <laughs> after you get team of the year and now you're getting these contests in for the new year, do you feel that given the title that you have now, is there a little bit of added pressure on you that you're either feeling from other people or that maybe you're putting on yourself that teams are gunning for you and they want to say, hey, we did good in this competition, but we also beat Matt Barber? Um, you know, I'm sure probably some of the new teams, you know, probably you know, are, are gunning to beat me. Uh, but, you know, still – I think people were, were still gunning for Jim last year more than <laughs> more than they were for, for me. I think I just snuck up at the end. Uh, I mean, Jim has a pretty good lead now, but uh, and is to, is to repeat, you know, and, and you know, because for me, it's like, man, I, I want to show that it's just like a fluke one time, got lucky type of deal. Matt Barber joining me here on the show. Hotwatchulas.com's website. Where are you going to be competing at next, Mike? Or Matt? Um, there's one at Fort Pierce this weekend. There's also the Sands Club in, in Tampa. Uh, 
But I think Jim and I, and I'm not sure who else, but we're going to do the Sam's Club up in Daphne, Alabama, uh, the following week. But uh, So this week will be an FBA in Fort Pierce, uh, right on the water. And then the next week we'll be up in... Uh, on the Gulf Coast, having a, a contest up in Daphne. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to hit more KCBs this year, too. Hopefully, uh, if everything works out right, I'll be able to head to Georgia and Carolina and D.C. and spread my wings a little bit. Do you, Pig, like, uh, do you like playing both sides of the fence, sir? Well, you know, Pig Fest is a pretty big KCB, uh, KCBS event held here in Lakeland. Uh, so, you know, what was really disappointing is that they didn't update their points race for 2014. So there's probably like two weeks where I was number two. <laughs> and we didn't have a contest for two weeks after. Uh, and I would have loved to have printed that out. But, but yeah, I'd like to do more, uh, you know, hit a couple of different sanctioning bodies just to see how, how, how it pans out. Uh, you know, I've done pretty decent out in Vegas. Uh, but, you know, you always want to test the waters other places and, you know, travel. It, you know, Florida, is, you know, it's just so hot. <laughs> I mean, it was a good, it had to have been 80 degrees here today. I mean, I was at the shop making hot sausage, dying. <laughs> so it'd be nice to go up to the mountains or somewhere where it's not 98 degrees during the summer. It's uh, sympathy runs a little uh, a little light here right now in the Cleveland, Ohio area, Matt. I got to be honest with. You. I mean, however, in a related story, as I was just telling my last guest, we are experiencing a heat wave. I think we're right up around thirty-five degrees today. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, you know, the last four or five Tuesdays have all been single digits or below zero. So, you know, today it just feels like tropical. It feels like I am in Florida for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, tank top weather. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I asked Terry McKay this last week. I wanted to get your take on it, too. Do you think that the FBA teams, in a, in a general sense, are finally getting the respect from other sanctioning bodies that they deserve at this point? You know, I, I, I think so. Uh, you know, I think the World Food Championship out in Vegas has helped a lot. Um, you know, because it seems like the FBA teams have really done well out there the past two years. Um, and I, and I think a lot of the FDA teams are, are kind of branching out, doing more, uh, contests out of the state, um, and doing pretty well. So I, mean, I, I think, I think we're getting there. Um, you know, the one, the one benefit we have is that well, I haven't had a I don't think I'm going to have a week off for at least another month. Um, so, I mean, we cook a lot, and we don't have to travel that far. Um, but I, I think we're getting there. Matt Barber is the pit master of Hot Wachulas, the reigning FBA team of the year and the owner of uh, Hot Wachulas business. I mean, if you're looking to, to get a sauce made or whatever, this is a guy I definitely want to reach out to, and maybe we can uh, do another uh, segment on the, the business side of Hot Wachulas. But uh, regardless of that, appreciate the time tonight, Matt. Continued success, and thanks for coming on tonight. Hey, man, I appreciate you having, having me on. Uh, any, anytime you need me, I'll uh, 
I'll chit chat. All right, Matt. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. There he is. Hey, Matt. Thank, thank you very much. A little Matt Barber action for you. Little FBA Team of the Year action for you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What'd I do? What'd I do? What'd I do? There we go. He says he snuck up and won it at the end of last year. Except for the fact that he had to cook really good for the uh, months leading up to the last one. That he stole it, according to Matt. Just kind of snuck up. Folks, quickly... Finally, new information right here from the good folks over at iGrill, loyal sponsor of the show. Do you hate standing near hot grill waiting for food? Let iGrill take care of it. The iGrill 2, the iGrill Mini Bluetooth, grilling thermometers work with your iOS device and your Android to let you know when your food is perfectly cooked from up to 150 feet away. They magnetically mount to your grill or smoker and come packed with pretty awesome features like graphing, minimum and maximum temperature settings, and custom alarms. The powerful yet compact single pro by grill mini comes complete with proximity wake up, an LED temperature indicator that goes through a range of color based on doneness. Red lets you know when the food has reached its target temperature, while green, yellow, and orange show its progress during the cook. Get your own iGrill Mini for $39.99 at I, the letter, Devices Inc., I-N-C, iDevicesInc.com. And you can also now get them at select Lowe's stores. You ever heard of Lowe's? Of course you have. The iGrill 2, which is their newest product, is bigger and badder with a full illuminated display for probes for maximum temperature tracking. This will start shipping in May. You can pre-order your iGrill 2 for $99.99 today. Get free shipping on your order of $50 or more. And again, this is at I, the letter, iDevicesInc.com. That's iDevicesInc.com. You can also file uh, follow iGrill on Facebook for exclusive offers and barbecue updates. So just to be clear, the regular iGrill, $79.99. The iGrill 2, which will be available shipping in May for $20 more. And the iGrill Mini, for half the price of the iGrill. All using Bluetooth, all sending you temperatures to your phone, your smart device, Android or iPhone. Can't get it any better than that. And, you know, if you order any of them except the iGrill Mini, they're going to ship for free because they're ordered 50 bucks. So there you go, iDevicesInc.com. That's iDevicesInc.com. Get yours today. Pre-order the iGrill 2 and let me know what you think when you get it. You can be an on-air reviewer. Let's get your unabashed, unbiased opinion. Uh, all right, we'll come back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
All right, 877-448-0433, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com if you want to jump in tonight. Thanks to Matt Barber for joining me this past segment. Uh, Hotwachulas.com, W-A-C-H-U-L-A-S. Every time I hear Hot Wachulas, I think of my friend Dan from Wachula, who used to call in from the show. Greg, this is your mother calling. What happened to Dan from Wachula? He was crazy on the phone, talking about all of this nonsense and tomfoolery. Hello, this is Dan from Wachula. He's ridiculous. You should never have him on your phone again. Forget about it. All right, thanks, Mom. Appreciate the call in, Mom. Nothing better to do tonight? Talk about Dan from Wachula, coveted revered caller of the show I'm going to be getting to this in just a second the Odelay Odelays Dubois Odelay Dubois grilling butters remember grilling butters Stephen Reichland had talked about it. Uh, I will give a unabashed review of a grilling butter shame on me for <laughs> Having them gotten before the new year, and I'm just getting around to trying. Hey, I moved into a, a countryside estate in the middle of Siberia out here in Cleveland. Uh, all right, we're going to quickly step away. Refresh your drink, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for a incredible second hour. Grilling butter reviews amongst other items. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Stick around. We'll be right back. board here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate Pimpsy for wieners. But listen, Lavernia, shake a feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, uh, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome. Folks, this is the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Between the hours of 9 and 11 every Tuesday night. It's a live show. Folks that are listening to this tomorrow, we did this show live in 95 the night before. It still amazes me the amount of email that I get using the term... uh, podcast 
listen to your podcast. Your podcast. It's a live show. This isn't a podcast. I mean, it technically is a podcast after the live show because I am recording at the same time. If you have some things better to do on a Tuesday between 9 and 11, don't tune into the show. If you have nothing better to do between the hours of 9 and 11 on a Tuesday, it would be my esteemed pleasure to welcome you into the live listening audience, whether it be through just the audio, whether it be through the video thing here that we have. And uh, I do want to mention that in the lower third, uh, I should be getting a a new lower third. uh, This is called a lower third. uh, With uh, updated links, well, not links, but websites to the sponsors of the show. Some of those are wrong. Humble apologies. Not all of them, but some of them. I'm not going to point them out. That'll get rectified here uh, between now and next show. Thanks to the help of Denver Cavins from FireQ, a magician with the graphics. But there is a tremendous amount of people out there that still to this day that have been listening for years that don't realize the show. And maybe this is where the confusion begins. When you listen to the archive of the show, I put a pre-roll of announcements before uh, the archive of the show. You know, when you listen to the show live, we go, boom, right into the show and the intro and all that fun stuff. When you get the archive, there's a little bit of pre-roll stuff mentioning the sponsors of the show and blah, blah, blah. And I say it's recorded uh, live on Tuesdays between 9 and 11. So maybe people don't think they have the opportunity to actually come in between those hours at uh, specified areas on the Internet and enjoy the show live as it happens. They don't have to worry about ever listening to it again. Hey, I got it live. Screw it, we'll do it live. That's what I say. Let me put all confusion to rest. On Tuesdays, between 9 and 11, you can visit the Outdoor Cooking Channel. You can visit the bbqcentralshow.com. You can uh, tune into Roku, and you can watch this show actually happening like a regular radio show or TV show or any type of show that happens live right now. Because what you're hearing tomorrow, hearing me talk right now, happened live yesterday between the hours of 9 and 11. In fact, this particular portion took place live at 10.03 Eastern Standard Time. I'm the PM. I'm the PM. Still to come tonight, David Qualls, the American Dream Barbecue Team pitmaster and the organizer of the Smokin' at the Run shootout. We're going to be talking to him. And uh, the prophet of Smoke Me, Daniel Vaughn, Texas Monthly Barbecue Editor. TMBBQ.com. Still to come tonight, believe it or not. Uh, look, maybe you've heard of this guy, Dan Hicks. He's a former Team of the Year of KCBS. He is uh, one of the top pit masters out there in the competition scene. And, uh, you know, these guys uh, always uh, like putting on a competition cooking classes. And from all accounts, Dan puts on a top-notch class. Many people have been a part of it. Over uh, over the years that he's been doing this, and uh, I wanted to reach out to you. So if, you're, if you guys are looking for a class and you have some discretionary income to go ahead and uh, chip off, maybe hone some of those skills currently being used in one other look. Why is this taking so long to load? And this is some bull pippy. Come on, man. Load it. Uh, Dan 
Hickson from Three Eyes Barbecue and uh, Matt. Yeah, this is not going to open for me. I don't know if I've ever been so insulted by Gmail in my life. Uh, Dan Hickson will be putting on a class along with Matt Dalton from Left Coast Q. I'm trying to pull up uh, all of the specific information here. So if you're going to be or you want to be out in the uh, California area, uh, and this is soon, by the way, March 8th and 9th, so just a couple weeks from now, in Morongo Community Center, 12916 Malkey Road in Banning, California. Three Eyes Barbecue Team Left Coast Q will be putting on a class. I believe it's a two-day class here. Let me uh, load the other one. Two-day barbecue competition cooking class. Tell-all class. No secrets withheld. You have uh, the 2012 KCBS Team of the Year. You have three 180s in pork, chicken, and ribs. You have three Jack Daniel automatic qualifying uh, wins. You have uh, the 2009 and 12 Mid-Atlantic Barbecue Team of the Year and the 2013 CBBQA Team of the Year. You got Left Coast Q, 33 Grand Championships, 31 Reserve Grand Championships, 70 first place chicken wins or category wins, 600 top 10 awards, and a Big Papa Smokers Elite Team. Hello. Maybe they know a little bit about cooking. Uh, they're going to cover meat selection. They're going to cover cooking temps, trimming, injections, marinades, rubs, meat finishing temperature, sauces, box building, and how to get sponsors. Everybody always wanting to get sponsors. You want to find out about to get sponsors, you can come talk to me. Uh, go to three eyes. That's the number three, E-Y-Z, bbq.com slash rub sales. Dot htm and you will be able to uh, link over to the cooking class that's taking place very shortly and I believe there's like a, a few spots left so again if you have some discretionary income and you've always wanted to take a cooking class you're basically going east coast west coast top team out there on the on the uh, west coast uh, that being left coast Q and the top team on the east coast. That being Three Eyes Barbecue, Dan Hickson, uh, Matt Dalton, and their associated uh, team members laying it all out there. Email from Gene Apicella. Could be Apicella, depending on how the double L's are enunciated. So I gave you both. Uh, Greg, just watched the YouTube version of the first hour of the show last week with you and Meathead talking about cold weather barbecue. What about warm weather barbecue? My cookers are in my backyard. My backyard is in direct sunlight during most of the day. In the summer, the surface temp of the metal table on my kettle is 115 degrees. And using the dome thermometer is almost impossible to monitor grill temps. At the appropriate season on your show, could you address the issue of hot weather barbecue, whether or not there are any issues with grilling or backyard barbecuing in direct sunlight? Thank you, Gene Apicella. I'm going to say Apicella. That's just my Spanish excellence coming to the forefront. Uh, Gene and I have reached out to Meathead, and we will absolutely 100% be covering warm weather barbecuing. Uh, most of us know that uh, where I'm from is summer. And, you know, right off the top of my head, I've experienced uh, similar issues that you have brought up, mostly when I had the big close offset cooker. 
And that thing was in direct sunlight for half the day, the hottest part of the day. Anytime it was between like noon and five o'clock, noon and six o'clock. And uh, when the cover was off, without even having a fire in it, that thing would be up to about 125 degrees uh, because it was, uh, you know, heat retensive, you could say. You know, the metal warms up and keeps the heat. So that thing was up at an ambient temperature about 115 to 125 degrees. I absolutely understand. Uh, So we will talk about it. And, you know, I don't think there's ever a detriment, per se, to the warmer weather cooking because... The fuel doesn't have to work as hard to achieve the temperatures you're looking to maintain, well, to get at and maintain. In the winter, it's way different. You know, it has to work much harder to maintain the temperature that, A, you want to get it to and then keep it at. Uh, So you go through fuel quite a bit faster. As I told Meathead last week, during the summer, in prime prime temperature conditions on a full load of Kingsford charcoal, uh, I could get 22, 23 hours of burn time in my Weber Smoky Mountain when I had just started out. And I, there's no way in hell you're doing that uh, when it's 20 degrees and 15 degrees and 10 degrees below zero. No way. So I would always take hot weather over the cold weather. But we will address warm weather cooking when the warm weather comes up which uh, to me could be right around never. It could be winter all year long here in Cleveland. There's a very good chance. David Qualls joining me after the break. It really could be winter. It is brutal. Am I getting old or is it really cold? I think it's just really freaking cold this year. All right, gang, uh, gang, let me talk to you quickly about what's going on over at Butcher Barbecue. Last week, I told you how I got my hands on a five-pound bag of Butcher Barbecue Honey Rub. Just to reaffirm my love for that, I quickly opened the bag, and I did what I always do. I make a bag of popcorn, and then I sprinkle a little bit over there. The heat kind of melts down, you know, the really opens up the flavors. Oh, my Lord. I love that stuff. Can't wait to do my next rack of ribs and so forth. So here's what you need to do. Uh, First of all, go over to ButcherBBQ.com and check out all the products. you got rubs, you got sauces. Of course, well-known for the injections. Premium injection, uh, the prime injection, the pork injection, the beef injection, the uh, bird booster. Look, if you've been bitching and moaning about how vanilla... The flavor profile is not vanilla, really, but just how, in general, bland the flavor profile is of chicken. Good news. Bird Booster comes in different flavors for you to add chicken uh, flavor to your chicken. Forget just rubbing, right? I mean, rubbing is great for the outside. Maybe you get a little penetration if you take the skin off. How about something with chipotle flavor or some honey flavor or something... You can mix it in there, jam it down into the meat, and now you can flavor from the inside out. No more whining and moaning from your wife or your girlfriend or your neighbors about how the chicken is ultimately tasteless. Dave has products out there that will take care of it. It'll make it look good and taste good on the outside. It'll make it look good, taste good, and feel good on the inside. That bird booth. Plus, he's still buying back competitors' injections, which have fallen short of the mark that you might have hoped for. It's called the trade-in. 
You would uh, print off a shipping later, return your uh, commercially made product. David will weigh it and send you back at your request. The bird booster, the prime injection, the pork injection, the beef injection, whatever you want. He's keeping everybody happy. That's why he's Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue, a longtime sponsor of this show, somebody we appreciate. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back with David Qualls right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. Uh, My first guest in the second hour is a competitive barbecue cook. He also is a contest organizer and getting ready to host the second annual Smoking at the Run. Barbecue cook-off shootout in Miami, Oklahoma, March 14th through the 16th at the world-famous Buffalo Run Casino. Home of the loosest slots in Oklahoma, by the way, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Let's go ahead and race back over to the hotline. And welcome back, Pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue Team, David Qualls, joining me here on the show. David, how are you, bud? Hey, Greg, how are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Dave. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight, as always. You know, uh, weeks away from the Smoking at the Run shootout now, Dave, and uh, how are things coming together for you as time draws near? Uh, We're inside a month uh, this weekend uh, for and it's coming good. We're getting through in every day, emails in every day, questions. Dave, hold on, Dave. I got to stop here for a second because uh, the connection is horrible. I'm going to call. I'm going to drop you. Call you right back, and if not, we'll go to the phone. Okay. All right. Wow. Could be one of the worst ones ever. I've heard. Wow, that was bad. But I stopped them just for you guys. So get off my back. Could be that wireless connection they got in Oklahoma. See how it goes. Hey, I've got twelve mags up, so it's not me. No, I got a hundred down and fifty up. How dare you? Is it? Wow. Yeah, we're not any better here. That for sure. That's for sure. Or do you have the uh, Do you have the hotline number? Mm, I don't. Hold on one second here. I want everybody else to see it. I've got your cell phone number. See that one? Yeah. All right. Call that well, number, and then uh, we'll get it hooked up. Put it back up. I lost it. What's that? Uh, call Call that number. Put it back up. It came off. I, I can't. I, I don't hear you. Give me the number again. Oh, okay. Uh, it's on the... Do you see the chat room right there? Or not the chat room, but the instant messaging there on the... Uh, on the sky. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, it's uh, 216. I got it. I got it. All right. Call me back. Man, oh, man. Hey, David. Well, damn. Sorry nah. that didn't work. Here we go. No problem. Now I gotta now I gotta locate a picture of you. Um, all right. So uh, we got David Qualls joining me here on the show again. As time is drawing near, how are things coming together for you? It's it's going real good. I mean, we're getting in every day, uh, emails in every day, and and uh, there's a lot of public interest. We're getting a lot of big teams in our contest. I mean, if you want to see the best of the best in in KCBS, you need to be in Oklahoma March 15th and 16th because they're coming in. 
David Qualls joining me here on the show. This was a first-time event last year uh, for many teams. It was the first event of their season. Uh, take me back, Dave. You know, after the teams left and you had time to digest it all, what did you think worked really well, and, and what did you think you might need to improve or tweak as this year's event comes up? Well, I asked a lot of people about it, and uh, you know, everybody seemed happy. Of course, you know, I mean, they'll always tell you it was a great contest, best they ever did. That red job, Ray. And, you know, the weather turned out good. Um, we uh, we had good power, obviously. Uh, we were on good asphalt pavement. We had a great host for the weekend. And uh, so all that worked out really good. Everybody had a good time. We had good judges. I didn't see any crazy bad sporting tables or anybody saying they really got host on judging. So I think it worked out good. You've been to a number of events in your short time on the circuit, David. And from a Cook's perspective, what do you think makes a good contest, one that will like draw initially and continue to grow over time? Well, I cooked 36 last year and 21 our first year. And at first, you know, I was – our first year in 2012, I was scared to go to a contest with 50, 60 teams. It's like, you know, I don't have a chance, I don't have a chance. Last year, I looked for contests with 50 or 60 teams. And uh, that was part of the, uh, the process of doing smoking at the run, is I wanted to break this into two 50-team max contests that we get into a little bit later. But, you know, if, 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 if they shoot straight with you on the entry form, they say they're going to have 30-amp power, then they give you 30-amp power. You've got a good place to park. Your turn-ins aren't four miles away. And, uh, you know, I think as a team, that's all I can ask for. The rest is up to me. So being the organizer, is it is it a, a different hat to wear? There are um, Well, obviously it is a different hat to wear, but, you know, there's business decisions that need to be made. There's money and sponsorship deals that need to be secured, making sure operations side of things are going off with limited issues, if any, during the event itself. I mean, man, it seems like it would be a lot easier to cook an event than put one of these things on, David. What are you doing it for? Well, it is a lot easier just to show up and cook and put it on. And, you know, my head goes off the organizers because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of tireless and thankless work. Uh, fortunately, you know, I'm associated with the Buffalo Red Casino family, and, you know, we put on some very large poker runs every year. So a 50 to 100 team barbecue contest is, is very small. You know, last summer, we had 8,000 people out there at that same location for Motley Crue. Wow. Uh, those are logistical nightmares. So putting this on the staff casino is used to this, and so it was very easy for them, and th- that made it easy on us. So you know, having done a barbecue, they thought it was last year. They thought it well. You know, is this going to be like a concert? Background. I said no. The the cooks are are basically easy to deal with. And after they got through the contest last year, they said, are we going to do this again next year? This is fun. This is fun. So, you know, I had people with with 270 employees at the casino. I had 65 employees just coming up saying, can we help next year? So it made it easy. What's From a business perspective, David, like what's the win for the casino? Why why do they want to have them come back and, and maybe even have it bigger and better? Well, it's twofold. Uh, part of this is, and, and our pro teams don't even know this, but we're holding a People's Choice Champion of Miami, Oklahoma contest on at the same time, which is just a People's Choice kind of a backyard, if you will, contest. We're just soliciting local teams to come in, and we're going to give them a couple of pork butts and then tell them they can cook what they want 
as well out there for a people's choice that's going to benefit the Ottawa County United Way plus the Grand Lake Shrine Club. So as a casino, our corporate citizenship uh, helps us, you know, in our corporate citizenship endeavors because we donate a lot of money to that community, and, and this helps that. And then uh, it raises awareness for the United Way and, and, and the many groups that they benefit. Plus, as the casino side, it's exposure to the casino. I mean, when I have guys like Mike Peters, who uh, comes to Buffalo Run and Cooks last year, that night later he goes in and plays the slots and wins a little money. Now every time he passes the casino on Facebook, he says, you know, I was the XYZ casino, but it wasn't the loosest slots that I could Buffalo Run. You know, so we create that image, and we draw people to the, to the property, and we hope that we put on a good barbecue contest because when they talk about barbecue and Buffalo Run, everything out of their mouth becomes positive. So when they think of a place that on I-44 I'd like to spend the night or I would like to have some gaming entertainment, they think of, oh, yeah, Buffalo Run has that barbecue contest. Let's go there. So that's the good side of this for us as well. David Qualls joining me here on the show, pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue team and the organizer smoking at the Run Barbecue Contest uh, shootout that will be coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, the website, buffalorancasino.com. Click on that shootout banner on the homepage for more information and uh, see if their spot's still registering. We'll get into that here in a second, Dave. So lay out the event for us this year. Obviously, there's been a, a little bit of a divergence from the maiden voyage last year, uh, but there have been some uh, format changes. How is this thing going to play out? I think it's going to play out pretty good. You know, I, I kind of stuck it out there, and, and to make this successful, I need 100 teams to enter. Last year, you know, we cut it off at 50 teams, and I think we wanted to cut it 54 teams because – like six or seven entries all showed up on the last same day to put us over the limit. But, uh, you know, if I get 100 teams in this, the, the shootout concept uh, gives us exactly what we're looking for, 250-team max contests held simultaneously, separately sanctioned by KCBS as two separate contests where those individuals each compete for a $10,000 contest and an additional $5,000 in overall prizes to the shootout winners. And so it's a new twist. And then we're adding a back-to-back to the very next day, so you get a back-to-back. So if you're chasing points or if you're just breaking the rust off of the winter cook and you tried something one day and it either worked or didn't and you want to tweak up, you got a second day to cook and get two contests in right off the bat without ever having to move your vehicle. Wow, I mean that sounds like it's a a win in a lot of different scenarios for people. Well, that's where you know the ability of our staff at the casino to be able to do this comes in hand in hand. Plus, you know, my knowledge and, and passion for barbecue and knowing what a cook looks for in a contest all melded together. And I really hope this shootout works, you know, because I uh, I stuck a lot out there and haven't seen anybody really do this like this before. You know, Dave, I know there has been or there was a, a lot of interest last year. As you said, you kind of reset limit, and you actually let some people over the limit that you had allotted for uh, because they were running right up to the end of the date there. But are there still spots open, or, or how many spots are left open for this year in case there are some teams that are in the mix and they're kind of teetering on the edge? Oh, right now, I mean, we're a month out, and I've still got 47 spots, I think, open to the max of 120. So I need 27 more teams to enter to make this good. Uh, a month out last year, I think I was at 18 or 20 teams and only looking for 50. So uh, everybody waits the last minute. You know, I'm kind of bad at that myself, but I've got to this year. I'm already, I already have my entries sent in clear until June this year. 
David Qualls joining me here on the show, pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue team and organizer of the Smoking at the Run Barbecue Shootout taking place March 14th and 16th, so just a couple weeks away. Um, Dave, aside from a great contest setup, you know, good spaces, uh, as you'd mentioned, blacktop all over the place, quality teams to run up against and see where you stack up, Buffalo Run Casino is a pretty cool place for some after-dinner cook recreation, right? I mean, you mentioned Mike Peters losing a bunch of I mean, winning a bunch of money in there. This is somewhere that you can go, get your barbecue on, but also relax and really see some good stuff and, and have some fun. Well, yes, it is. You know, and we, uh, you know, we've got you know a, a, a bar inside the casino, obviously called the Trainer Park Bar and Grill, which is right up Barbecue Alley, and uh, you know we've got a nice steakhouse in the Coleman House, and then you know outside. But one thing I'm also doing for the teams this year, since we're doing a back-to-back, I'm doing a Friday night cooks dinner, a Saturday morning breakfast for the cooks, a Saturday night cook dinner, and then a Sunday morning breakfast. So there'll be a, a lot of time for congregation and fellowship, whether you want to stay with your barbecue or you just want to go to the casino. So, um, you know, I'm trying to make sure we've got plenty of amenities. And, and, and a casino's a great spot for it, or right there on the ground. Now, assuming this year's event goes just as well as last year's, and of course, I have no uh, reason to believe it wouldn't otherwise. Do you feel that That's this? Right. Do you feel that this contest will really become an anchor for that northeast portion of Oklahoma going forward? Well, I, I think it would. You know, there's some great contests in Oklahoma, though, and in that northeast area. You look at, at, at Grand Lake. Um, Barbecue has a great one. Uh, you look at Fort Gibson, the one Elizabeth Gaines puts on towards the end, end of October. That's a great contest right in the middle of town. Downstream Casino, one of our competitors, puts on a good contest on um, on, on Labor Day weekend. April Hepco in Seymour, Missouri, puts on a great contest. Rock and Ribs is in Springfield. Uh, Bikes, Blues, and Barbecues in Fayette. All of these are all, we're all within an hour of each other in this area. So, you know, that's that's a pretty good barbecue area. And, and I think because of that, that's why right now I've got teams from California, Wisconsin, Michigan, Alabama, uh, Louisiana, and Mississippi already entered in smoking at the run. Wow. You know, it's more than just, you know, 50 teams from Kansas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. Do you, does the Oklahoma flavor profile get a little bit of a bad rap saying that if you're not using head country you're not going to win oh i don't really know about that um, you know good david bosca said it the best he taught me this good barbecue is good barbecue no matter where you cook it and uh you know a lot of people whine about oklahoma because the best damn cooks in the industry are out of oklahoma <laughs> and uh you know i mean the cooks in oklahoma let's face it Let's let's break character here a minute. Uh, Oklahoma barbecue is so competitive. Why the hell don't you think Pitmasters didn't want anybody from Oklahoma as a region in Pitmasters five? They blow us off, you know. And so, uh, you know, the, Oklahoma is a unique barbecue unto its own. And I, you know, Kansas City takes the claim, but Oklahoma has the champions. Wow. So uh, there's a little uh, border skirmish going on over there, from what I can understand. Well, yeah, I mean, the Missouri-Kansas is trying to Mocan barbecue war amongst each other. They didn't want to make that a triad with Mocan and Oklahoma because we tear their tails up. Yeah. David uh, Qualls joining me here on the show, pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue team. 
Texas Bull World match. Let's uh, let's let's flip it on its head here just for a minute, Dave. Uh, while we have a couple minutes left, uh, as I had mentioned, you're also a, a very successful barbecue team, uh, the American Dream Barbecue team, to be exact. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But... What are your plans for the 2014 season? The competition sense. I mean, I know you and your wife Chris hit it pretty hard last year and had some pretty good success. How is it shaping for you uh, this year? Well, the Fuck You Like a Monkey Tour 2014 continues. Um, we were going to go to Lerke two weeks ago, and, and, and the Kansas guys got too scared of the weather and cut it off because a bunch of Oklahoma teams had entered it. <laughs> I digress. But we go to Huntsville, Texas next weekend to start out, and then I can't cook again uh, because of uh, Buffalo Ronda. We'll cook in Hammond. We're going to try and do 2025. 20, we did 36 contests last year. And I was beat up. My wife was beat up. We were wore out. I'm not going to do that much this year. I'm not going to chase that team of the year deal this hard. All right. That, well, that was my next question was going to be, you know, is there going to be a concerted team of the year run in you? I mean, if you happen to fall across it halfway through the summer or whatever and you, and you realize you're in good place, will you be looking to pick up contests at that point or it doesn't matter? Well, I mean, if you've got a dog in a hunt, you might as well go ahead and hunt the dog. Uh, uh, somebody asked me about that the other day, and I said, well, I plan on cooking 20. I expect to have 3,000 points locked up probably by the 14th, 15th contest. So the last five, we can just go play around. We won't have to cook for you. Do you think that a, a team trying to win Team of the Year or making the effort right from the jump is going to have to cook? you know, 30, 35, 40 contests a year to, to really make it happen, given, you know, even what we saw last year with all the points? Uh, it's, you know, I don't know what the formula is. There's got to be a formula that makes it easier on teams, but if you make it easier on teams, it's not conducive to more contests across the nation. You know, I don't know if you need to up the bonus points from 50 to 65 or 70. I don't know if you need to lower the bonus points from 50 to maximum 25 bonus points to change, you know, how the scoring goes. Uh, we all watched the Drew Bud Warren County deal go down, and, and gosh, that was a nail biter, and it wasn't fair to either one of them that would have scored wind up second place the way that it happened. It just happened. You Personally, I'd like to see co champions. If you'd be a pony up the extra money where they both got the same money and go for it because they both won an equal amount of their best 10, but you know, it is, it is. I, I don't have the formula, and I also don't believe that you need to have a small team team of the year. Also, that well, you're only going to cook five, you know, not on a national basis. Now, I think Rocky Mountain Barbecue handles that in a deal called a shot cup, which is great, you know, and that's a regional kind of thing. Oklahoma now has created an Oklahoma Barbecue Society, they're doing a team of the year based on five contests in Oklahoma, which is going to be perfect, mm -hmm. but to handle this national team of the year thing. You know, I put my head around it trying to think how to do it just in, in the way I deal with, you know, casino tournaments and stuff, and I, I don't see a plausible answer on a nationwide scale. David Qualls joining me here on the show, pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue team. Uh, Dave, do you have as a team, when you and your wife sit down and, and really plan out where you think you might want to hit at least, do you also set up benchmarks on paper that will help you kind of dictate if 2014 is a success for the team or not? Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I know I have every weekend mapped out as if I'm going to go to a contest clear past the Royal into November of, uh, you know, yes, if we're going to cook this weekend, here's where we're going. You know, there's a couple of question mark weekends, and there's some weekends that are solid we're going to go. Uh, 
I keep a pretty good spreadsheet for the last two years of every contest. You know, the judges' score, how we placed, uh, pictures of the boxes and everything that I try and, you know, scout on to see whether we were good or bad. Um, you have to ask me how 2014's going probably about, you know, the middle of July, and I can tell you we're having a good year or a disaster year. You know, we came on so strong at the end of last year. I just hope it carries over into this year, but who knows? You know, I mean, it, it's, it's so competitive. You know, it's so competitive that there's teams that I know cook better than me that it just hasn't lined up. They haven't hit the grand championship yet. You know, Eric Lee from Arkansas, Fire Dancer, is a great cook. He's hit three or four RGCs, but he hasn't hit a grand champion yet. But that guy is a great cook. You know, we've never had a grand championship. We've either been first or third or fifth. You know, uh, uh, Ryan Grom from Backdraft Barbecue says, I know you have this place dream because we scored like finished fifth overall, like six contests in a row this year. And so, I mean, the, the competition of it is, I don't, you know, if we don't get DQ'd, I guess that'll be a successful season. <laughs> there you go. David Qualls is the pit master of the American Dream barbecue team and the organizer of the Smoking at the Run shootout taking place at the world-famous Buffalo Run Casino in Miami, Oklahoma, March 14th and 16th. Spot's still open right now, so jump on over to the website, buffaloruncasino.com, and click on that shootout banner on the homepage. Dave... Man, I can't believe it. I wish I could be there this year again. Uh, obviously, you know what's going on logistically there, uh, which isn't going to make it happen. But I know it's going to be a huge success. And, of course, looking for a report back on how it all shook out. And thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks, bud. Hey, we're going to miss you this year. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> David Qualls joining me on the show. All right. Um, yeah, so if you were wondering uh, if I was going to be there again, because obviously that was a huge, awesome honor for me to be down there amongst all the teams and kind of help MC that uh, thing uh, during uh, Saturday and obviously well uh, during the wards on Saturday. It was great. Um, but logistically, uh, it, 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 can't, it can't possibly happen. And uh, definitely we'll uh, look to make rectifications in 2015 which will come around very quick. So good luck to David and uh, all the folks out there who are going to be pitching in to put on another great smoking at the Run barbecue shootout in uh, Miami, Oklahoma at the Buffalo Run Casino. All right, folks, uh, the longest-running sponsor of the show is the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices, and uh, the creators of this technology. Don't buy it from anybody else. Don't let anybody tell you theirs is better or, oh, those are the old guy. Nothing like that. Uh, innovators creators on the edge of technology these are the people you want to be dealing with now if you're not familiar with how automatic pit temperature controls work imagine a unit that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set it keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook now maybe you're a busy working professional or perhaps you are constantly on the run with the kids doing errands and quite frankly you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures barbecue guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Barbecue Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There's currently a number of different models to choose from. The most popular ones, CyberQ Wi-Fi, running rampant on the barbecue circuit right now. And if you look around the backyard, it's quite a bit growing a little bit more and more. It connects into your Wi-Fi signal. You're able to control your pit temperature, monitor temperatures of your meats internally through a smartphone, through a netbook, through a laptop, through your a desktop computer. As long as you have access to the Internet, you can see it and make adjustments. So imagine never having to get out of bed in the middle of the night and ramping up or ramping down the pit temperature or seeing where the brisket's at. 
it's phenomenal. Also, Party Q, Party Q, ladies and gentlemen, one hundred twenty nine dollars. The most effective and easiest point of entry into the temperature control device market. Ten dollars more for the ceramic style cookers for the uh, flange at the bottom. So even at one hundred thirty nine dollars, it's a steel, it's self contained unit. Runs on AA batteries, so once you run out of AA batteries, stick a fresh set in there, you're off and running. It can go from cooker to cooker to cooker. You can go from a kettle grill to a Weber Smoky Mountain to a ceramic-style grill and a bunch of different ones in between. So you got to get over to the Barbecue Guru website and check out their products. If you have any questions, give them a call directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU, and they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, we are back with the prophet of smoked meat himself. Daniel Vaughn helps me close out the show. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. Uh, Helping me close the show tonight, a man who to date is the only editor of the barbecue uh, of barbecue in the country. You can find his work being done at the Texas Monthly uh, magazine. You can visit him at tmbbq.com for online access. Let's uh, go ahead and race over the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Daniel Vaughn, joining me. Can't take your call now. Oh, at the tone, please. All right. The Vaughns. Oh, I will. All right, here we go. I'm going to leave a message right now. Hello. Hello. Daniel. Daniel, uh, Greg Rempe, we're uh, supposed to be doing a segment right now. Remember that? That was right now. I'm going to show you a call right back. I'm going to call you right back. All right. I thought we hit a home run today. I did. I thought we hit a home run today. All right. By the way, lest anyone think that David Qualls doesn't know how to put anything over. I mean, that guy should... He he was a guy that probably should have been on the WWF back when it was just like a little regional wrestling circuit. Do I... I wonder, do I even have another number for this guy? All right. All right, I do. No, I don't. Uh, yes, I do. All right, let's try this one. This could be the winner. This could be the winner. But uh, Dave certainly no slouch when it comes to the microphone, I can tell you that. Oh, boy. Oh, we got trouble right here in River City. With a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for nobody on the phone. Hello? Hello? All right. Daniel Vaughn on the clock, as they say. He was confirmed 
Maybe uh, he ran into the same issue that Sam the Cooking Guy ran into last week. <laughs> Had some people come over there and seen and hey, ladies and gentlemen, hey, everybody. And I talked to you going into the uh, top of the second hour about this. The Delay de Bois, that's French, I'm sure of it. Planet and Planet Barbecue Grilling Butters. And uh, oh, look at that. It's wreaking havoc with the green screen. Can you see me? Can you see me? These were, uh, for for fans of the show, let me say, if you would recall, even before the turn of the year, I had Stephen Reichlin on, and we uh, were talking about I don't know if we were talking about like how to finish a steak or what to do after you bring the steak off, uh, or maybe I was uh, asking him to either confirm or rebuff an interview I had had with Adam Perry Lang at one point. Nevertheless, he's like, hey, uh, I have gotten together with a, a partner company, and we've made these grilling butters, and then he asked me for my address. I thought he was going to send me like an 8x10 signed glossy, because who wouldn't like that if Stephen Reich signed glossy? Hey, ladies and gentlemen. And two days later, I got a styrofoam cooler packed in dry ice of the uh, Au de Lait de Bois grilling butters. Four of them came in the package, and they're about this big around. They're luscious, opulent, decadent, and handy chubby logs of uber-flavored, high-fat butters, Infused with honest ingredients, melt a disc over hot foods or into a sauce, use as a garnish, not as a sauté fat. Here's a benefit. Can be defrosted and then refrozen. So if you're not going to does that mean it goes bad? Uh-oh. Oh, man. I might have just uncovered a terrible travesty that's taken place. Here are the flavors that came with them. A black truffle butter. Suggested pairings. Capture the exquisite aroma of earthy black truffles on juicy steak. Flavor scallops, eggs, and potato. Then there was the white truffle butter. Highly aromatic white truffle with garlicky notes. A natural with lamb, asparagus, risotto, polenta, and pasta. Then there was smarky, smarky, smoky barbecue butter. Spunky spice with a little heat and a lot of umami. Not your mommy, umami. It's a flavor in your tongue. Garnish grilled pork chops and uh, garnish grilled ribs and chops, shrimp and fruit with the smoky barbecue butter, and then fine herbs butter with Meyer lemon, fresh cut herbs and cremery butter, seasoned fish, shrimp, and wild mushroom. So, uh, plus I got this great uh, packet for the people that are uh, listening on the uh, audio stream. I got this great uh, promotional packet from what I mean, it was beautifully, just beautifully done. Very happy to get it and was very much looking forward to trying it out. Okay? All right. Now, given the move and the fact that I wasn't able to really have a lot of access to my grills originally, because around the house there is a lot of dirt and snow now, a lot of snow. But a lot of dirt, because, you know, new house, no yard. 
So I've recently just been able to get some of the smaller grills and smokers over to the house that I'm keeping in the garage because I have no other place to put them. So finally, for Valentine's Day, I was uh, my wife Becky was like, "Hey, grill some steaks. You know, let's not bother doing the go out thing. It's going to be insanely crowded on a Friday night. Plus, it's Valentine's Day. I'll get some steaks. You grill them up, and we'll have a nice uh, steak dinner." I was like, "Hey, perfect." It'll give me a great time to try out this black truffle butter that Stephen was raving about on the show that you needed to put on hot steak. Cut off a thick disc, plop it down there after you take it off the grill, as you know, kind of in its resting state, and let it melt all over. Juicy goodness. And you would recall, I have no idea what a truffle tastes like, by the way. I asked him, he said how... Wonderful it tasted. I have no uh, no reason to doubt Stephen Reichlin at all on what should be tasting good and what shouldn't. But, of course, we always have to trust your own palate on what tastes good and what doesn't taste good. So I was very excited. Cooked the steaks to perfection using the Michael McDiarmid method of not going hot. About 350-degree grill, right? And then steaks on, five to seven minutes on that side flip it over, and then break out the trusty thermopen, uh, cook to about 133, 134 degrees internal temperature. For me, a little higher for the wife. She's not a big fan of the mid-rare. She likes uh, medium cresting into the, well, medium. I don't want to say medium well, but, you know, cresting more medium than medium rare, if that makes sense. They were magically cooked. Opened up the black truffle butter, big thick disc, boom, right down on top of it and watched it melt. I mean, it, it is, these uh, butter logs are dense as heck, hugely dense. So you could just see it just kind of melting evenly. And now, by the time that thing was melted, there was a, I don't, it's not a pool, but there was a visual amount of this black truffle butter over the top. It just looked supreme. And then the tasting happened. As much as I would love to sit here and tell you with every fiber of my being, every fiber of my being, that uh, my palate is educated and that it is revered and that it is open to all flavors and I'm not closed-minded. I can't say that because as much as, as I was anticipating this black truffle butter to enhance the overall flavor of my steak, I was supremely let down because evidently I don't like the way black truffles taste. You know, earthy was a more sexy term for uh, bad cheese taste. Is that right? Bad cheese taste? And again, if you think that I'm... Uh, if, you, if you wanted to you know, check this out, where can I find it? It's called uh, uh, Eau Delay Dubois. There you go. Uh, if you want to check it out. Eau Delay Dubois. And I believe there's a Facebook page thing right here uh, facebook.com slash transatlantic foods 
facebook.com slash transatlanticfoods. And I believe you can find them there. But imagine my disappointment to realize that my palate is not nearly as cultured as I thought it was going to be. I had had this greatly, uh, this wonderfully prepared steak. I had cut off a thick disc, just like Stephen told me to. And I put it all over. And believe me, the look, it was the best looking steak I had ever seen with that butter melted over the top of it. It laid down the top of that meat just perfectly. I was so excited. And that first bite, like the air had been let out of me. Such a disappointment. So much so that I thought I had screwed the whole steak up for good. But the fighter in me said, well, you've never had black truffle before. Maybe you need to have four, five, six bites. You know, the first time you have a gin martini, well, that's not true. You know, the first time you have uh, a sip of bourbon, you well, that's not true either. It just so happens that my first bite of black truffles wasn't sending me to the moon, let's say. Um, and maybe it's an acquired taste. Maybe the next time I have it, it would be a little bit better. Because, you know, like I got them, it didn't cost me anything to get them, but I don't like to throw anything out. Maybe it's the cheap ass in me. But to have, and I haven't tasted the other three in all fairness, but the black truffle one, I'm trying to figure out like what I might want to try it on next. Uh, maybe a burger, maybe, I don't know. But it's going to have to be you know something that can really stand up to it because ultimately if that's going to be the recurring flavor profile, a earthy flavor or something that would be like very strong, that one's probably not going to be for me. I would like to have, however they made that butter, just to be the butter part and not even have the flavoring. And I mean, I, I know it's supposed to be like specialty butter and all that stuff. But, uh, man, it was kind of a letdown. So if you are on the, the uh, fence of buying these butters, you may, if you like black truffle, or if you've had that flavor, or I, don't, I mean, like, can you get, like, black truffles, like, strawberries or biscuits and just eat them or do they have to come like mixed into something i mean i don't know i don't i don't know a lot about the truffle stuff i gotta be honest but if you like it this might be right up your alley to a large degree to a large degree so again it was uh oh delay dubois uh, uh facebook.com slash transatlantic foods uh, you could probably also maybe it's like transatlantic.com or Hold on a second. Let's see if there's a uh, there's a phone number there. Uh, uh, Odelay is the website. A u x d e l i c e s. A u x d e l i c e s dot com. Uh, um, or you could probably Google like uh, Stephen Reichland grilling butters. I'm sure uh, that's probably actually an easier way to do it. Uh, or go to that Facebook page that I had mentioned a little bit earlier. So, if you are interested, you tr here's what we should Somebody should just go out and buy it. I, no affiliation at all. Uh, just that I know Stephen Reichlin, and he's got some type of stake in there. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But if you've never tried black truffle, let alone black truffle butter, somebody do me a solid. Buy it. Tell me how much it costs. I'll reimburse you. Cook a steak. Drop a fat disc on this bitch. And you tell me if it's good or not. 
and then we can compare notes. We'll do a like a, a short segment on a black truffle butter from Odelaide Dubois and Stephen Reichland's grilling butters. Could be one of the best segments ever, now that I think about it. All right, folks. Uh, Valentine's Day gone. It came, it went. Were you the tool? Did you not heed my warning for weeks leading up to it? Did you not call Stephen? There's still time to regain yourself, to get back in from the doghouse, maybe from sleeping outside to at least sleeping in on the couch where there's heat. Call Stephen DeFranco right now, 440-943-2700. Actually, call him tomorrow during business hours. You can shop online right now, 24-7, by visiting Stephen DeFranco, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. Uh, you can pick out new watches. You can pick out uh, gold necklaces. You can pick out, um, what do you call those things? That go Bracelets, anklets. He's got uh, uh, wood bowl artisan makers. He's got cottage watch jewelers. You can find uh, the complete Bolivo line of watches, the regular Bolivo, the Precisionist, the Accutrons. Uh, if you're a gadget guy, Citizen is the perfect watch for you. EcoDrive technology converts light and energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. No timer needed because you got a bunch of timers here for your barbecue cooking. Multiple timers along with alarms, multiple time zones. Philip and Company watches. Many high-end European watch companies use Swiss movements from a company called ETA. Philip hand assembles his watches personally using ETA movements and hand-picked components starting at about $895. Philip watches not only have an elegant European style, but they are affordable. All Philip's watches are serial numbered and registered with Philip himself. Head on over to stephendefranco.com. That's Stephen, D-I, stephendefranco.com. And take a look. Once you find what you like, call him, 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. He's the owner. Top men. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or a sister. He'll give you the real discount of whatever it is that you're looking for on his website. Not allowed by a lot of the manufacturers to actually show the actual low price that he's going to give you by the manufacturers because there's a, you know some type of a contractual thing there. But if you call in, you tell him you know me, you tell him you listen to the show, tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. Pricing way different. Don't take my word for it. I mean, just because I'm his uh, spokesperson here on this show doesn't mean that he's just giving me free stuff. I go in, I buy my stuff, but I'm getting a great deal just like you would. So quit dealing with the chain stores, the mall stores, all that crap. Don't do it anymore. Finally break out of the shell, break out of the mold, and talk with Stephen, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Or shop stephendefranco.com. We're back to wrap it up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. Uh, email in from John Dawson, Patio Daddio Barbecue. Uh, black truffles, yes, they are available whole. They look like small black turds. Sorry, not black, round turds. Well, I guess that would uh, 
Give me an idea on why they taste as they do. Small, round turds. Thank you, John. Uh, John also weighed in on barbecuing in the summer. There's a new thing called shade. Durr. Not everybody has shade, John. Some of us don't have lean-tos like you have in Boise. Shanties. You can keep your cookers under so you don't get all hot and bothered. All right, so not exactly sure what happened to our boy, uh, tmbbq.com, but a no-show. Hey, I'm two for two. Two weeks, two no-shows. I would fathom a guess that uh, we'll probably be able to reload Daniel next week. Along with uh, some great guests, we have the uh, organizer of the Western W3 Barbecue Cookoff, which is actually uh, just getting ready to hold its last event. There were two events last year uh, that rolled over into this year. So that's going to be very exciting. Always uh, interested in learning more about the uh, competition barbecue scene and you know a lot of series coming along. Also, a Grill Easy will be on the show next week. Grill Easy is a single-use outdoor charcoal, a lump charcoal thing. I have a, I have a, what do you call it? A sample that I'll be actually uh, showing you guys on camera next week. So, you know, you do a lot of picnic cooking or whatever. You don't want to buy the big bag of charcoal or whatever this thing. It's going to have you all hooked up. I think it's pretty convenient. It looks pretty cool. I haven't used it yet, so I'll, of course, report on that. Um, so there you go. All right, let's wrap it up. All the way back in the first hour, we found and had great conversations with Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy. TheCookingGuy.com, TheSamLiveCast.com, and 760KFMB.com. Check out of all uh, check out all Sam's places on the interwebs. Also, iHeartRadio, you can find him on. Uh, then we talked with Matt Barber from Hot Wachulas, recapped a little bit of the 2013 Team of the Year race, talked about this past weekend's Reserve Grand Championship take at the Haines City, Florida event. And uh, top of this hour, we talked with David Qualls, pitmaster of the American Dream Barbecue team and organizer of the Smoking at the Run shootout, which will be taking place March 14th through the 16th for just in a few short weeks. So if you want to get in on that, buffalorancasino.com. Click on the shootout banner on the homepage and enter in. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a hoot. Uh, if you use raw cast iron, season it each and every time as it starts to cool down. Hit it with a brush. Then a little pan, a little Crisco, whatever you like. Let's burn back in. Reseason it each and every time. Generations of rust-free service. Also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.